Okay, welcome everyone to the first episode of Rooftop Mumble. Ro- rooftop, Rooftop Mumble, the the only only podcast for you. I, it's the was... only podcast to ever exist ever. Pretty much, it's a new medium. We're pioneers. Uh, we invented this. Actually. Yeah, the word podcast didn't even exist until about three seconds ago when I first said it. Yeah, and so, we just thought we'd revolutionize media. You're welcome, uh, and thank you for joining us. We're going to talk about movies, comic book movies specifically. Fast 9 being delayed. Video games. Shucky darn. Shucky darn indeed. <laughs> Anything you want to hear about, we'll talk about it. But the first segment of the show, it's called Scuttlebutt. And we're going to break down <laughs> all the news and the rumors that that we think are interesting. So, or, uh, or fun, but not really fun this week. What is the Scuttlebutt? The what? Scuttlebutt is... Uh, in case you haven't heard, there's this little bug going around called the coronavirus. Not a lot of people know about it. It's not being talked about virtually anywhere. It's actually pretty pretty indie. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty hipsterish. Uh, but it's canceled everything. Everything is canceled now until forever. Apparently, uh, some of those things include big events like E3, South by Southwest, uh, just any social gathering or cultural event anywhere has been uh put to a halt a lot of movies that were going to be released soon have been delayed including uh fast and the furious 9 uh the new bond film no time to die which is ironic uh mulan (laughs) a quiet place 2 black widow and unfortunately new mutants once again yeah (laughs) if that movie ever comes out if (laughs) that movie filmed in 2017 it's been through so much. <laughs> I looked, I looked up this movie's track record. For those of you who don't know, New Mutants was an X Men Fox property that was going to be spun off into a movie, maybe a series if it did well, but probably not. It filmed in 2017. I think it's had two. Oh my god! Trailers. It's it, okay. So when was the original release date for that? So I like, looked it up. Uh. It was announced May 2nd, 2017, and it was scheduled to release April 13th, 2018. This is absurd already. And then uh, it was pushed to February 22nd to avoid being too close to Deadpool 2, which is another big X-Men Fox property. (laughs) And then it got pushed again (laughs) because they decided Dark Phoenix needed to come out after that got pushed six months oh because that needed priority i remember well that did. i remember dark phoenix the first trailer came out the next day they were like oh by the way we're pushing this movie six months because <laughs> we have to reshoot it because it's too similar to the captain marvel storyline and nobody nobody and nobody it. cared uh, <laughs> and then it got pushed again to april 3rd 2020 because of the disney fox merger and Disney was like, what the f- what do we do with this? What is this? It's not successful. No one knows what it is. It's supposed to come out two years ago. And now it's been pushed again. Or not pushed, but delayed again because of the coronavirus. What, uh, how much money do you think this movie is going to make it's by the time? It's not going to... Well, I'm not sure what the original budget was. But then they did reshoots. Maybe to change stuff. Uh, there were rumors that they were going to try and fold it into the MCU... And then everyone was like, no, that's stupid. And then they were like, well, they're going to take out all the mutant references and it's not going to be connected to the X-Men at all. I don't think it'll... I, it might be It might be a great movie. 
We never know. It'll just we, it, and you know what? We will never know. Lim- limbo. Because it's never going to come out. Yeah. We'll never see it. It'll never come out. Uh, and I don't even know what they've spent on marketing because I've seen, I think it's had two trailers, no TV commercials or TV spots or anything. At this point, do you bother spending money on marketing? Uh, no, if I was Disney, because it, now it's a Disney property, I would probably just either put it on disney plus or hulu just wash your hands of it you know or put well, it on the main continuity you wouldn't want that that's the other thing too is it gets confusing for people who aren't familiar with the different universes of marvel characters like x-men and then the fantastic four and then all the avengers and then see i would wash my hands of it release it on video on demand sometime within Maybe on April 3rd on its now, original. Now would be the best time to do it. Yeah. that's the, Well, that's another topic is a lot of things are being discussed to just going to video on demand. A lot of stuff that recently was in theaters, its home release has mm-hmm. been pushed up. I know Star Wars came out early. Yeah. Bloodshot, which was in theaters for a week and is now... Bloodshot. That's the one. That's the Vin Diesel one where he's a bit red. Oh, I get it. It's Bloodshot. <laughs> colors yeah okay colors uh, <laughs> but yeah not only and not only has stuff been delayed for release productions have been halted uh on things uh the batman most notably suspended production for two weeks at least that one probably gonna be sad. longer that one is upsetting uh the witcher season two i had no clue they were already working they're already on working on it uh shane chi the Shang-Chi film from Marvel has been pushed. Uncharted, that's another one that's been stuck in development hell for, feels like, 10 years. <laughs> uh, Amazon's Lord of the Rings series. Uh, essentially, all the Disney Plus Marvel shows have halted production. Um, let's, not, uh, let's not forget about Flash being delayed oh, for the 80th time. I think next episode, our main topic should be movies that have been stuck. <laughs> Superhero no. movies that have been stuck in development hell for at least... 10 years well the whole thing is like these studios really want to commit to these movies it feels like and then you just can't get anyone on board you know what i mean like ezra miller it's evident that he wants to do it i mean if he's willing to make a cameo on the flash tv show oh man that was the best thing the flash tv show has done in years and that's pretty much it yep (laughs) but all these delays are clearly a big deal obviously not the worst thing right to happen with the coronavirus uh but you know and the other thing too is while production is halted a lot of outlets are reporting that people are still working on stuff behind the scenes either rewrites or scheduling or location scouting or whatever it's just those big crews all together that's kind of been put to a stop mm-hmm. uh but yeah that that kind of covers everything the coronavirus has touched in terms of movies it's been a lot we're about to like be bored even after yeah this blows over yeah there's gonna be no movies releasing for we'll, a long time we have a segment later in the show where we recommend some things you can watch or play while you're stuck at home yes uh but we'll get to that later the next bit of scuttlebutt and i really hope this is not true johnny depp supposedly is being eyed as the joker for the Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson, Batman movie, franchise, whatever. So this was a topic I was actually really excited about. Here's my take. Are you, okay, 
are you excited to talk about it or are you excited that that's a possibility i'm excited to talk about okay. it okay by no means am i currently excited for him <laughs> to almost be the joker if that's a possibility then i don't know but i feel like if we had done this six years ago if it, if it was johnny depp like six years ago yeah. maybe yeah uh, he, he's got i think he's got the chops the problem that i have though is that he's not um like i said johnny depp six years ago i feel like he's not his prime anymore um i don't know he just kind of seems like he's not really a good pick for it i uh i really liked johnny depp when i was younger here's the other thing too johnny depp is 56 years old right robert pattinson is what 34 or something he's in his early 30s yeah early 30s i look i don't want a michael keaton jack nicholson situation (laughs) where michael keaton was maybe in his 30s or maybe early 40s and jack nicholson was 85 years old when they made yeah batman 89 i i want here's the other thing i also don't want someone like jared leto walking in here yeah (laughs) just i don't hear i would rather them not even touch the joker Mm -hmm. with i i don't think he'll, he'll be in this first one first of all i don't even think this room is true i would like some space from the joker to be quite honest that's the other thing too is i think part of the reason that the ben affleck batman franchise entry whatever you want to call it didn't work out is because there wasn't enough time in between the nolan movies and right. then batman v superman what was that four years yeah to essentially three since he got cast well two no two to almost three years because he got cast probably 2014 2015 it wasn't enough time also dc's making this huge focus on like two separate continuities now because they have the dc black and then dc uh just dceu so jim lee was at a comic convention i think like a month ago and he he didn't mention dc black at all but he did mention that robert pattinson's batman he mentioned the dceu by name even though other executives at warner brothers and at dc have said it's not called the dceu and then not giving it a name but jim lee who i think is now the chief creative officer or something Mm -hmm. in dc or he will be soon after dan didio left but he called it the dceu and he also said that robert pattinson's batman is a soft reboot of the dceu batman i'm not a fan of that um I think this movie would do great if it just stood on its own without any other influence from any other characters or media. Um, that kind of, for me, ties back within this current Joker movie. I say current. It just came out, what, like a few months ago? Yeah. I think they did such a good job on making that its own story. And I really wish Hollywood would really focus on making independent stories as opposed to these large universes. Because it's been done. They have perfected it. And yeah. By they, I mean Marvel. You mean Marvel, yeah. It doesn't need to be done anymore. Yeah. Uh, Marvel has that little slot made just for them. I think DC should focus on making something a little more different. I think I would I wouldn't mind if they made like a whole trilogy with Robert Pattinson. Now, does it need to be connected to the other characters like Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Shazam? Probably not Superman because who knows where that's at. That's uh, that's another one. Uh, no i don't think it needs to if it ended up being like if it, it if it ended up being a soft reboot of that version and he did eventually share the screen with gal Gadot's wonder woman and jason Momoa's aquaman and 
blank face Superman, whoever it is, yeah. Henry Cavill or no Henry Cavill, the stand-in at the, the industry. Yeah, they, they 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 set the shot up to where Superman's face is visible, but everyone else's is. Yeah. <laughs> so they have Superman stand on an apple crate, and he's just a foot taller than everybody else, so it cuts his off at the neckline, and it's some random stunt man, but. I wouldn't mind. I think one of the things that did work about the DCEU or whatever it's called, we're going to call it the DCEU. That's what it is. Let's just call it that. Yeah. Is the chemistry between Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot. I like I that. Th- I think they worked well together. She obviously... She's got a strong personality on screen. Yeah, I liked her. They've, they've definitely, definitely set her up that way. Yeah. And I think that's why her movies do so well because it's not this bland, like, girl power type thing. Yeah. It, it's very, like... I'm going to do my own thing. I don't care what anyone else says. Yeah. And I'm not going to make a statement of yeah. it. And that's kind of... Yeah. In my, I mean, what do I know, though? I'm a dude speaking on... <laughs> Two white guys. Uh, but that was a, that was another one that came up in terms of being released uh, on home video or video on demand or whatever. It was Wonder Woman 1984. That's a big deal. Because that movie also has been pushed seven months since its original release date. I think it was supposed to come out this previous summer. And they were like, whoa. It's the second time it's been delayed, too. Yes. Uh, but... At, I'm excited for it still. I think Wonder Woman is probably one of the... It's definitely one of the better DC movies in this new line of films. I think Aquaman is okay. Shazam was fun. But I think Wonder Woman is, for right now, the top-tier character that they need to push harder than Batman. Mm -hmm. Even though I'm very excited for Robert Pattinson's Batman, I think Wonder Woman might be the the go-to character now for DC. It's funny how that works out, huh? It really is because... They didn't give her a movie for years and years, and she had that TV show and was a well-known household name. Just never gave her... Well, if you give, like, that's what I'm saying. They had so much time for her to build up between the TV show and then now that people were really excited when this movie actually announced. And so I feel like, again, same thing needs to happen with Batman and Superman. I love Henry Cavill as Superman. I would prefer to keep him, but if they have to revamp that into a different style of film, I'd be all for it. Yeah. But um do we want to get into the uh daredevil spider-man that's a big one i'm excited for that so kevin smith either on his podcast or just in passing told someone that he heard that daredevil was going to be introduced or reintroduced in the upcoming spider-man far from home sequel Mm -hmm. home whatever home run home run home base yeah whatever they end up calling it whatever home themed name they give it homies as peter parker's lawyer good idea i think it's a good idea um i have a couple of worries about it but i think that goes without saying because i'm worried that they're gonna try to shove him in too much but i know how kevin feige operates and i have a feeling that they're just gonna let him sit and really build up the hype and do nothing with him until like a couple movies later yeah I would be completely okay with that. Um, like, if you don't even see him in costume, you would be okay with it? Yeah. I, okay. I think it's. I think the idea is to build up hype. Yeah. Because uh, you waited, what, it's been two, three years almost since the Netflix series kind of shut down. I can't remember when season three came out, but yeah, it's been a while. And I know those characters are on, in some sort of non-compete where right. they can't appear in any other media for, it was like two or three years. Yeah. But that I think there's more logistical issues at play than how they use them in the movie. I think if they use them like the way you described, I think that would be work super well. Yeah. But do they keep Charlie Cox? Yes. Is the series canon? I hope they do keep Charlie Cox. I think he's great. If you haven't watched Daredevil on Netflix, if you're stuck inside for two months, 
watch Daredevil yeah, on Netflix. It's, it's fantastic. Great. Season two has some low points, but it's pretty good all around. I would uh, say that um, if Marvel were to try to dive into that darker tone that we're going to start going towards with like Deadpool and all of that. I say darker. Deadpool's not dark, well, yeah. but it's rated R. Yeah, more um, adult rated. I, I think that uh, Daredevil would be the best way to segue into that. Yeah. And to say, okay, Peter's kind of going through a rough time in his life. He's having to go to court for all of this, and now he's got this lawyer, this really sketchy lawyer that he doesn't know much about, and you really just start growing Peter up with the Daredevil yeah. character. I think it would really work and contrast well on screen. Yeah, and they're a good pair in the comics whenever yeah. they team up him and, like, I, I wanted to see more Doctor Strange, Spider-Man stuff. Yeah, that would have been great. Which, you know, with the Sam Raimi directing that Multiverse might... of Madness rumor, you might get some stuff like that with the Raimi Spider-Man. Weren't they reporting that um, even Spider-Man might appear in the WandaVision, or was it just uh, I Tom think Holland Tom Holland said, yeah. said he'd like, I'd, if I could be in a Disney Plus show, I'd love to be in that one. And I don't blame him. That one looks great. It looks interesting. Uh, I'm pretty excited for that one, as well as... I'm pretty excited for all of them. If I had to pick one I was most excited for, probably Falcon Winter Soldier, just because I like... Yeah. I'm a big Captain America guy, but... Which one, which one did you pick if you were if you had to uh, just see one? Okay, so one that we've seen trailers for, just one that's Just like one that a... is you know is in development and you Well, now that I think about it, I'd pick a different one, but what one that is going to come out soon. Okay, so like twenty twenty one. Um I think I think there's three there's two in twenty twenty I'm okay, so hear me out. I'm actually really excited for, excuse me, for the Loki series. Um, that one's at the bottom of my list. Really? Yeah. Okay, so here's my thing, because Tom Hiddleston does such a good job as Loki, and I really appreciated him in 2012, because that was like peak Loki, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So for them to go ahead and make a TV show about him kind of doing his own thing, yeah. I feel like that would be really, really cool to see on screen, just for him to be in an element constantly. Yeah. It would be great. I hope he's out of his element for that whole show. Oh yeah, well that's kind of well. What he's I mean. he's Tom Hiddleston is great, and I hope he's he's the fish out of water in every episode. Yeah, where he's like always on the back foot because he's always <laughs> thinking a couple steps ahead, and he's always scheming, and he's a hologram or whatever. I hope he's just just getting fucked over the whole <laughs> show, and is just on the back foot the whole time, and like. Ugh. He's just like this really awful straight man. He's like how he is in Ragnarok. That's yeah. why I like him in Ragnarok because he he is kind of like oh shit now I need help. Yeah. So he he, I think he'd do great yeah. on his own. And but back to the Daredevil thing. I hope I hope they do keep Charlie Cox. Whether they uh make the events of the series canon and there's a rumor that they were looking to only reboot like iron fist and luke cage in a heroes for hire movie and i said oh i like luke cage i'm not a fan of iron iron fist, fist is i'm sorry it's unwatchable it's yeah. maybe the war uh, mm, i say the worst superhero tv show i've ever seen but supergirl's on every wednesday or whatever but i'll be honest i just don't think it was a good casting no it was a very poor casting well there's poor casting and it, as a character He's supposed to be the martial artist. That's his thing. Well, in the Defenders, spoiler alert for a show that came out like four years ago, Daredevil and all the other Defenders kick his ass in a matter of two minutes. Yeah. With hand-to-hand -hand fighting. And it's like, 
and he only uses the whole like magic fist thing yeah. what, like a couple times and he doesn't the have whole... the he doesn't even have like the tracksuit costume yeah essentially i think in the i didn't even finish season two because i was like this is better but man what a slog he but... looks homeless most of the time too which at the very beginning there's a reason for it yeah but then he just continues to dress that yeah. way yeah he, he I think what they were trying to do, and maybe they missed their mark, was trying to develop him into this Iron Fist character, but that's not how you want to read your comics, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, de- you have the character, and then you develop that already really good character yeah. into, into something else. Yeah, and I think they, I think what they were, the characterization they should have gone for is more Matrix Keanu Reeves as yeah. like, whoa, dude, because that's how he's played in some versions as Danny Rand. Or they could have just done a totally different Iron Fist. They could have yeah. done, I want to say, it's not Orson Welles. It's like Randall Orson or Orson Randall or something. It's like the Asian American Iron Fist. I think I think he's the one you see in the like World War II footage in the show. It's in that yeah. black and white. I think that one would have been way more interesting. But as far as Daredevil, it'd be cool if he showed up in the movies. It'd be cool if they acknowledged those Netflix shows. Mm. Because they acknowledge Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Peggy Carter but they don't acknowledge the really good ones like the Netflix shows. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, well, it would be really nice if this would be really shoehorned in there. And so I don't know if it would work, but if like in the middle of them talking about this whole Spider-Man thing, they're like, we also have to reference what happened here with the Punisher like this year. Yeah. And really just, they can pick which ones they want from the Netflix series and then maybe recast and revamp the other ones. I'm, and they, I'm in the minority. I really like Jessica Jones. I like I like the first season. Just I love that casting. I think Christian Ritter is great in mm-hmm. that role. Uh, I don't love season two of that show, oh, but no. I love season one. I didn't like the fact that they made it about um, what was her name? Her, her oh, sister. Oh, uh, Wild Cat. Wild Cat or Hellcat? Hellcat. I was not a fan of that whole storyline. Uh, I felt it was very corny. Yeah, I felt like it was. Um, Whenever she does some of those fight moves, I'm like, ooh. We're getting into Supergirl territory right now, or yeah. the Flash territory. We're right. like, Ugh. you didn't have to do that. Yeah, but no, I think a lot of stuff about those Netflix shows works, and it's a shame they didn't acknowledge the shows in the movies, and they don't acknowledge the movies enough in the show. Because in the first few seasons of those shows, they're like they keep referencing the invasion in the first Avengers movie called the the incident or yeah. the event, which or is the, not what it's referencing. And as. there's like newspaper clippings and all this, but you never. No one ever goes, hey, you remember that time aliens attacked New York? Isn't yeah. that fucking nuts? <laughs> they never do anything like that. They're just like, oh, you guys remember? Yeah, all that construction because of the incident or whatever. And they don't really go further than that. And, and I guess they're trying to make it where like these ground level people, like that's how they experienced it. And sure, they may have executed on that well, but it's never cleared up whether or not it's in the same continuity. Yeah. Because they can't. Well, <laughs> there's a scene, I think it's in the first season of jessica jones where david tennant's character the purple man is that what they call him uh i believe so kilgrave whatever Kilgrave. whatever Kilgrave. his yeah. his super villain name is she he makes a woman do something and she's talking about how oh i i had to try and pull my mother out from the rubble caused by you people in the incident and she has like this really emotional like i say emotional i'm doing air quotes but podcast so you can't see uh like breakdown where she talks about like how her mother died in the and they keep calling it the incident or the invasion or i just it kind of pulls you out of it it does it makes me go man be cool if like some other characters kind of showed up but i don't know 
but I, I like the idea now with Disney Plus, they can have the budget behind the episodes. And Kevin Feige's even said, like, you know, you should watch the shows because it's going to be referenced in the movies. But that yeah. is obviously just a ploy to get people to subscribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I like that they're more connected now because the movies are so connected and it's weird to have the shows in the same quote-unquote canon but not really have them reference anything Mm. so i think alternatively uh they can almost kind of do what they did with the netflix shows where they kind of put punisher's origin story in with daredevil yeah i I think it would be nice to have matt murdoch be spider-man's lawyer and then from that incident him. somehow evolve into the daredevil character yeah like at the end maybe they have a teaser where i don't know he's training or something yeah and i hope they keep the punisher as well john bernthal he he he's great as that character. he's a great punisher yeah. and they i won't spoil how the last season of that show ends but they leave it to where he's just out there yeah. doing what he does and so i think if they just brought him back and didn't say anything i'd be like that works yeah that totally works but that brings us to our first uh, sponsor. Spoiler alert, the podcast is sponsored. Uh, this week's episode is brought to you by soap. Put it on your fucking hands. <laughs> Stop going out places. We've uh, we've made it a pretty good point to stay inside. Yeah. I think. I and wash our hands. Yes. I have not. I've walked the dogs. I've gone to curbside McDonald's. I've brought my grandma food. I've I've passed on a birthday party, two birthday parties actually. Yeah, same here. So, I would say, look, if you're staying inside, thanks. Yeah. Because you might not get sick, but your grandma might die, and we don't want that, do we? And it's probably probably too much. But my dad, you know, he's currently at risk with the surgery and everything yeah. too. So like, he's so that's a to... big yeah. That's the other thing. If you got underlying health conditions, you definitely at risk. And I think yeah. it's, I think they're saying males are more at risk now too. Oh, I wow. think is what they're saying out of Italy is they're they're finding it more males. So, but yeah, thanks to our sponsor Soap. Go to www.soap.com, use promo code mumble. Mumble. <laughs> <laughs> promo code mumble for 20% off. Soap. <laughs> Actually, don't go to that website. I don't know what that website is, but yeah. <laughs> but that brings us to our main topic uh for this episode, which is I think maybe one of the best kind of superhero things to ever exist is batman the animated series yeah i'm yeah i can't say enough positive things about this show uh just off the top i want to say if you haven't seen it the dc universe app has every episode uh I would say, I would, hey, DC Universe app, if you're listening, and I know you are, fix your app. Yeah. Because it doesn't work on half of the devices I try and watch it on. It doesn't work on my Google Chromecast. doesn't work on my Fire Stick. It barely works on my desktop. Works perfectly fine on my phone. But if you haven't seen Batman the Animated Series, sign up for the free week, watch some episodes, cancel your subscription, <laughs> because that app does not deserve your money. And there's some other good stuff on there too, but... The functionality of that app is awful. I just want to get that out of the way. If you yeah. haven't watched it, you can watch it on that app. But before we really get into this, I do want to say one thing. 
and you and I have, have talked about this before. I wish they would put more of their main newer continent continuity that's, on there. That's the other thing not... too. We'll 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 get more into that app in another segment. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, Batman the Animated Series, it's great. Uh, I your thoughts on it just in general? Um, I, I I've always really liked the Batman animated series. It's been a super hot minute since I've watched everything. I've only recently, I think, in the past two weeks, kind of picked it back up. Um, you know a lot more about the general universe. I'm more targeted towards the animated Batman series. So, yes. uh, you're probably going to be mentioning a lot about Justice League Unlimited and stuff like that. I will. You'll have way more knowledge on it. Yeah, but... so, this series, it started on, I think, Kids Fox or Fox Kids or something in 1992. Uh, the reason it exists is because the Tim Burton films were so successful. It's, I mean, you look at the show and it's clearly inspired by that style of the Tim Burton movies where it's kind of the modern day but also kind of the 1940s and the cars are old jalopies and the bad guys carry tommy guns but then batman's also got this high-tech computer so it's it's kind of a mishmash think the incredibles yeah where it's maybe modern day but also the technology is reminiscent of like the 60s like spy technology so it's got this great art deco look it makes for a really good looking media too uh, there was yeah. a specific scene that I want to point out. I don't remember what episode it was in, but uh, it, I think it was actually the first episode on with, Leather uh, Wings, Man Bat. Yeah, that's that's the first episode. Uh, the police show up and like they have like these really old timey looking cars, like yeah. in the fifties, and then SWAT shows up and they have like this pod, and it opens up the way it opens up, yeah, and the bottom. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is. I like the. Style. It's timeless, is yeah. What it is because it's and another big inspiration is the Max Fleischer cartoons from the nineteen forties, the Superman cartoons that are like i think they're, i've watched a few and they're like eight to 12 minute little i mean there's hardly any dialogue it's mm-hmm. all beautiful classic animation that's all hand drawn and it just it's timeless is <laughs> i think a reason that a lot of people still watch it and like it that's why i like as a kid i was like it's fucking it's batman yeah he's real <laughs> but uh it's a emmy award-winning show i i there's so many great things we'll, we'll well, well, what are your what are some of your favorite uh, episodes uh, or so, story arcs? You okay? So it has to honestly Two Face. The, the Two Face one is it, great it just because I really like the way they. It's weird because I know it's a kids' cartoon, but That's, they developed the characters so well, and I don't know if it was intentional or not. I think it was intentional. So these this show ran most of the '90s, and if you remember Batman movies from the '90s, you had Batman Forever and batman and robin right and those shows are ridiculous camp don't take the character seriously just kind of over the top flamboyant uh this was a good in between yes it's a kid's cartoon that takes the characters seriously and yeah it's kind of corny and kitty sometimes but it's also sometimes really dark there's like really dark stuff and i think the producers of the show set out to do that and i think they looked at the movies and went we don't want to do that my uh my first time watching it through here pretty recently watching that first episode i didn't realize how uh, this is kind of off topic but i didn't realize how sound has changed from the 90s to now like how much because i didn't realize it was kevin conroy at first like obviously i knew he was the actor or the voice for batman but as I'm hearing it, I'm like, this sounds almost nothing like Kevin Conroy. Yeah, that's another great thing. We could talk about the cast. This Kevin Conroy, 
I mean, you just you don't you hear it. You don't even have to know who he is, and you go, mm-hmm. "That kind of sound." Hey, if Batman was a person, he'd yeah. sound like that guy. And a, a great thing he does is when he's playing Bruce Wayne, he kind of has this lighter, more playful yeah. tone where he talks like this. He he essentially plays three different characters. He plays the public face of Bruce Wayne when he's at parties or at Wayne Enterprises, mm-hmm. and he's like kind of jolly, and he he almost acts like kind of an idiot. He's yeah. like a playful idiot, right? And then he plays real bruce wayne where he's either talking with like alfred or robin where he he's more kind of serious and Mm. thoughtful and you know everything he says feels methodical yes and then he plays batman where he's just where he's just real (laughs) where he's real mean (laughs) i um i really like the fact that i think it was the i say i like i disliked it sorry two opposites um it was in i think the second or third episode i had trouble getting on the series again because the second episode I believe it was with Joker, and it was the Christmas episode. Yes. I had such a hard time getting on top of that, because I kept waiting for something crazy to happen, and it never really did. Yeah. And then they kind of started showing the Joker a little bit more. Yeah. And they really did a good job at evolving these characters over time. It felt like it was very organic. Yes. Mark Hamill, great as always. Mark Hamill, another standout from the cast. And that Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy have gone on to voice. I mean, they've been voicing those characters for twenty years. If you play the Arkham games, oh, you know, they're the Batman and the Joker in those. They're minus in, Origins. Yeah, minus Origins, which is a whole other thing. Uh, <laughs> they're, 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 they do fine though. They, yeah, they do pretty good. I might want to do a whole podcast. You want to do one over the Arkham games? Yeah, I, I think okay. it would be nice to kind of go through each of those. Okay. Uh, we could do that. Uh, but yeah the the cast is just great uh the original cast for the joker before they got mark hamill was tim curry Mm -hmm. who was pennywise right from the 1990s version of it stephen king's it and they they recorded the first session they went this might be too scary for kids yeah which is ironic looking at it now because their last design for scarecrow yeah you 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 look at the trajectory of that show and especially in well the fourth season which was rebranded as the new batman adventures to coincide with the launch of superman the animated series which was mm-hmm. very successful and you look at some of those designs you're like man that's kind of scary for a kid's show like yeah the scarecrow as you said has maybe the best design change he's kind of got three designs he's got the first design where he's pretty cartoony and has like white blank eyes and a mouth and no nose and then he's got his second design, which is kind of an in-between, where he's still got the same costume as the first one, but the face of the third one. Yeah. And then the third one, which is legitimately nightmare fuel for Isn't a child. Like a, it looks like a scythe. Is it a scythe that he has? He carries there? a scythe. Yeah. He's got like a rotten flesh face with like a hessian sack and a hat. But it's, then... They yeah. grew up with their audience is what they did. And... Um, because that, that show was on for how many years? That, I know there was two seasons for the original, and then when they revamped it. So it ran it ran from like 1992 to 1994 as Batman the Animated Series. And then I think they took a year off of that and then did Superman the Animated Series. And that was such a hit. They came back and did a fourth season of the Batman show, but they branded it as the new Batman Adventures. Mm-hmm. And it had the same style as that new Superman show. And then that was kind of the style for all the DC shoot shoes, DC shows from there on out. So mm-hmm. the it's commonly referred to as the DC animated universe. It contains Batman the animated series, Superman the animated series, 
the new Batman Adventures, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Batman Beyond. And then there's, oh, and uh, Static Shock. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so Static Shock was the one I for sure grew up with. Yeah, I watched which a lot I of I know that. it wasn't on for that long, but I remember the intro for it. I remember yeah. a lot of that show. And there's great crossover episodes with Batman yeah. on Static Shock, and then he shows up in episodes of uh, Justice League Unlimited mm-hmm. in the future and all that stuff. Every design I think they have for that character I really loved, too. Yeah. It was so unique. And that, that really speaks to one of the producers of the show and kind of head creative guy in terms of the look of the show was bruce tim uh just the streamline kind of over i mean every every male character on that show is drawn like a fridge just like this really wide big chest and these mm-hmm. tiny little he looks they all look like mr incredible yeah essentially <laughs> they just have these giant torsos like huge lats that stretch out like four feet <laughs> they all just look like a fridge pretty much it, they're stacked like fridges they're fridge men uh but yeah uh and it, uh, speaking of the arkham games and the the voice cast going on to do those uh the reason those first two games in particular arkham asylum and arkham city were so well received as one of the head writers for those games is paul dini who is a head writer on the show mm. so it, a lot of stuff from that show has carried over into main continuity uh Harley Quinn yeah. was created on that show for that show, and she's since gone on to be a pretty big staple in the comics, and she, is mean, now in Birds of Prey yeah, and making Suicide, which I have yet to see. It, Birds of, wait, they changed the name for that, too. Is Birds of Prey... I'm sorry, this is off topic. No, no, no. But it's, it was, the original title was Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of Harley Quinn or of, something? Of one Harley Quinn, I think. Yeah. And then they changed it to Harley Quinn colon birds of prey yes and then some people were like no that's just for online ticketing sales so that people know what movie it is and i'm like well maybe if people don't know what movie it is maybe just change the title completely or just have a shorter title yeah (laughs) don't have a title with 12 words but uh and i think the most important contribution they've made to the main continuity other than harley quinn is uh mr freeze yeah I, w- I wanted to talk. Have you seen that episode? I think it's called Part uh, of Ice. I had just gotten into the first because it's a two part episode, right? Yes, had, I think so. I had only gotten to the first part actually, so oh. I was I started the uh, the second one last night. Yeah, I fell asleep while watching it. Yeah, uh, that's what I get for staying up till five. But, <laughs> uh, no, it was it was a really good uh, first episode. I really enjoyed how they characterized. Why can I not think of his name right now? Mister Freeze. Okay. Yeah because uh, he's he's his halfway noble character kind of halfway insane character i guess and it's kind of conflicting to watch you know yeah they almost paint batman as the bad guy mm-hmm. you feel and i that changed that that episode came out before batman and robin where mm-hmm. mr freeze is one of the main villains because before that mr freeze i think was mr zero because mm-hmm. he shows up in i believe the adam west show back in the 60s and he's just kind of a kooky guy with a freeze ray and he's got the big dome and he's just kind of a he's kind of a loser essentially he's a real condiment king yeah (laughs) and uh but then this episode they give him a really tragic backstory and it's great it's unfortunate we haven't seen him and aside from uh schwarzenegger 
Yeah, we haven't been able to. See I him would love to see Robert Pattinson's Batman go up against a Mister Freeze and do it like they do it in Heart of Ice, where he's kind, where Batman's kind of the bad guy. The the cool thing about those two characters is they're very good parallels in terms of they both have a lot of internal conflict. Yeah, and, and it's tragic. And they, I think they can communicate on that level, especially with Robert Pattinson's range. Yes. If they cast someone really good for Mister Freeze, yes. I keep wanting to say Ice King, and I don't know why. Ice King. That's the guy from Adventure Time, and I haven't oh watched that show gosh. in years. <laughs> oh yeah, but um, yeah, I think I think they've uh, they can characterize those two really well, and I don't know. I think it would make a really good emotional story. I'm calling it now, DC. Once again, I know you're listening cast stanley tucci as mr freeze do a really sad mr freeze movie <laughs> you'll make all well you won't make all the money because people are tired of batman at this point but you'll make a you'll get good reviews i would like an ending somewhere close or kind of in relation to the ending of the dark knight where it felt very kind of sad because you realize yeah. that batman is throwing himself under the bus to yeah. represent exactly what he said he's going to represent yes and if they do something like that with a second movie, yeah, they'd nail it. And I'd like a Batman movie where Batman feels sorry for the villain and doesn't kill them. That's at the top of my <laughs> list of things I want from a Batman movie. Uh, don't kill anybody. Yeah. And a sympathetic villain. Think uh, Think Sandman in Spider-Man 3. Yeah. That's a good parallel. If they had just done it, you know. Yeah, if they had made Venom. that movie good. <laughs> It's like Spider-Man 3, but good. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I have some, some notable episodes here we can go over. I don't know if you've seen all these, but uh, Robin's Reckoning is a two-parter. That um, Those are, I think, part one. Episode, the first episode of that arc is what won them the Emmy. Mm-hmm. That's a, I, I, had, I think I had those two episodes on VHS, and that was the first two episodes I saw. And it's really... It's, it's sad so it's unfortunate because i haven't gotten there yet i won't um spoil it but those those two episodes are probably the two best episodes of that whole show i do want listeners to keep in mind because again i grew up on the series but i haven't watched it like i said fully through since i was at least like a kid yeah like well I, it, I remember... it came out before we were born yeah so so it's it's been a long long time since i've watched all this stuff but yeah i'm kind of making my way through it so i think over time when we do other podcasts we'll bring we can up, always bring up more yeah. episodes i'm just gonna read out a list of some episodes that i think are really great and are kind of notable high notes of the show even though the show itself is great all around mm-hmm. so robin's reckoning parts one and two heart of ice uh two-face parts one and two uh, there's an episode called The Great Ghost. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that one yet? I have not seen it. I won't spoil. There's a great kind of cameo in that one. Uh, there's one called Over the Edge, which is in the fourth season. It's called... Uh, that. It might be under New Batman Adventures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's another one called Almost Got Him, which is a fun... All the villains sit around a poker table and they tell stories about how they all almost killed Batman. That See that one? I'm excited That's a for. fun... Yeah. But... Uh, the show itself, I mean, I think the word to, to sum it up is just timeless as mm-hmm. a kid's show. It's got, it's, it's got so many elements, like we said, modern day and, uh, you know, stuff from the 50s and 40s yeah. that you wouldn't really expect to see in media. Yeah. And I know we referenced The Incredibles earlier. I have a feeling they took a lot of inspiration from I that. I think so, too. Because when you're thinking of superheroes, you really think of, like, a whimsical, like, kind of different environment. Yeah. And I think a lot of animated media from that 
time period look like that even if you take if you reference like the superman cartoon he all of that looked very very unique yeah i think the the style it started out as art deco as kind of the the real world influence and then they shows drawn so dark i think they draw it on matte black paper Mm -hmm. and they so they called it dark deco i think is the name they gave it it's a great style but it look it just looks incredible and so many great things i I, i'm i'm actually blushing travis (laughs) you can't see it but i'm blushing uh but yeah do you want to do you want to move on to our next topic uh do you do you have more to say about this great show i think uh i think we can actually move on to our sponsor oh there's something we have right in between there no we we can go to the next sponsor okay um our sponsor is coffee because i have to poop oh <laughs> well there you go what, use right? promo code poop and you'll get how much what percentage will you get off uh like 25 you'll 50. get you'll, you'll get 53 percent off your next poop uh yeah on my way over here before we started this podcast i said you want coffee and i was kind of hesitant because i knew halfway through the podcast we'd be feeling it and let's be well, i'm feeling it we're at the peak of the podcast i'm feeling it yeah <laughs> he's I'm, shaking I'm, over I'm, here. I'm, my hands are literally <laughs> shaking uh but it's time for our next segment uh called one more game and we have an audio cue that we haven't uh put in yet maybe we'll put it in and post uh for the intro of the show but uh yeah so in this segment we're gonna cover some some just hit me just hit you what it is some uh video game news uh and what we've been playing uh this week is we we played well now we play a lot of video games we got so much time on our hands we have nothing to do yeah uh so some of the the biggest news this week is obviously doom eternal came out right and animal crossing i think are the two biggest releases that's all that's mm. what all of twitter is talking about is animal crossing memes right uh, i've yet to play either of them i probably won't ever play animal crossing no offense this, this is probably more my wheelhouse yeah if have you have you played it i haven't played it but uh viv and i have been talking about it she's been sending me me memes oh, okay me memes that's hard to say me, me memes <laughs> you yeah you know more about that world um, than, than she, i do so i guess the gist of it is it's kind of like a uh it promotes positivity it looks the like a wholesome game. time yeah all you do is do favors for your neighbors oh it's like the, well it's... what a what better time <laughs> to release that than now uh but yeah it, it's it's been kind of crazy because gamestop as you know just closed all their stores this was two days ago i guess when animal crossing came out and they were only letting five people at a time come into their stores and so we got up early to go get it because nintendo is stingy and doesn't do midnight releases and we got over there, and the line was like wrapped around the building. Oh my! And so we had to come back. But, uh, she's been close. excited for it. She she even made it a point. Uh, I will say though, she she left wherever she lives at. My girlfriend. <laughs> she left her uh, switch at home, and she came to visit me. And so we bought the game here. And so she this entire switch. weekend, she's like, I kind of just want to go home and get my switch. And I'm like, Well, you can leave me. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities. But yeah, uh, the game has been kind of a huge hit, and as far as Doom Eternal, that's all your wheelhouse. I have yet to buy it or play it. I'm a big fan of Doom 2016 Reboot. That game is phenomenal. Uh, it, oh, here's here's a plug. If you're stuck at home, and you don't really feel like spending a lot of money on video games, and you have an Xbox, get Xbox Game Pass. 
it is a great value this is not a plug this is not a real sponsor uh hashtag not an ad yeah <laughs> but uh it's really a great value and doom 2016 is on there along with a bunch of other great games and i think it's like seven or eight bucks a month yeah and you have access to all these games for as long as you want it, it's great um i i use it i know well we we, we use it we use it pretty pretty often yeah and um, even if you don't have an xbox if you have a if you're on pc you can get uh game pass ultimate which i think is 15 mm-hmm. but they always have sales for it half off so it's around seven dollars uh and you can play xbox games that's uh that's how we ended up playing outer worlds right yes yeah we got outer worlds what a great game yeah that is that, another great game did you want to we should probably add that on that in on another podcast because yeah we, we, we could go into hours of conversation oh on that my game. god i can man you think i'm gushing about batman over here <laughs> i'll blow the outer worlds i don't care uh but uh some some more news uh so with e3 being canceled there was a lot of rumors about stuff that was going to be announced at e3 the biggest one and i guess probably the most prevalent one to us was the arkham or not Ar- well the new batman game that may or may not be connected to the arkham games They've no been one given us blue balls for at least no one three four years yeah like, no one knows it's... anything about it really there was rumors because it's wb montreal is making it and they're the people that made Arkham Origins, mm-hmm. which is sort of the black sheep of the Arkham series for some reason. Mm-hmm. It's fine, I think. That yeah. game is totally fine. I think people are just pissed about the voice acting, yeah. even I'm, though it's totally serviceable. I'm going to get on my soapbox here. Go for it. Um, that's one of my favorite games from the Arkham series right after Arkham Knight. And this, is that right? Did I say that's the last game, right? Arkham Knight was the most okay. recent one, yeah. I don't know why that sounded wrong to me. Um, <laughs> but it's because other no, people hate Arkham Knight too. I guess so. <laughs> but I, I know these games are prevalent. Oh, I can't even talk right now. It's okay. Articulate. It's only a um, podcast. You don't need to talk. Yeah, I don't need to be good at it. Um, no, I just felt like Arkham Origins was a really good game. I even played it here pretty recently. I got the 360 version because, of course, they don't have it on Xbox One. No. But, um, no, I loved it. I loved uh, the chemistry he has with a lot of the characters in the game. I liked how much of a threat uh, Joker feels like he is in the game. It's it's a new feeling. I know a lot of people didn't dig the twist with uh, Black Mask because it was promoted as this big, like, Black Mask is going to be the main villain of this game. Yeah. That's my only problem with that game. I love that twist. I, I don't hate that that's the twist. I hate that Joker has been the main villain, essentially, in all of those games. Yeah. He's kind of not really the main villain in Arkham Knight, but he's, spoiler alert, he's there. But, I think if they spoiler alert for a game that came out almost six years ago. Yeah. I think, in my opinion, Arkham Origins should have been before Arkham City. That way, people weren't yes as upset because you you did the character and then you backpedaled and said let's go ahead and make another yes and it's hard to backpedal in games like that when you get gadgets yeah that make you way better and then you go okay well this takes place before you had all those gadgets but then they still kind of give you those gadgets anyways they replaced the uh it wasn't was it it was the ice grenade with a glue grenade the glue grenade and then that was kind of the correlation to trying to remember the gadget they had there's they have instead of like the back claw they have like a line launcher yeah. you can launch like a zip line my big thing was the grapnel boost it was you only get it in arkham city mm-hmm. and then it's like well this is the new prototype that just came out master wayne like you got to use this one it's not yeah. ready for mass use or whatever and i'm like okay and then you go to origins and you get it right I, away they try to drive home the fact that it's only like his first couple of years yeah i think it's and like year 
two it, or something yeah you're three anything ruined it for me i think it would be that because uh, it kind of pulled me out of the story sometimes while yeah. i was playing the game but overall i liked it yeah but this this new one is by the people that made origins but they've had it feels like they've been work- they must have been working on it for at least three or four years yeah because there was rumors after arkham knight that it was going to be a suicide squad game because which, I would not be okay which which is teased at the end of arkham origins do you yeah. remember when deathstroke is released from prison by amanda waller yeah i don't know how i would have felt about that uh there was rumors it was going to be a superman game from rocksteady there was rumors it was going to be a like future batman game with damian wayne as i heard batman. flash i know flash. I, I heard justice league Green i heard Arrow. all kinds of things and then there there's been images of wb montreal employees and developers wearing this kind of owl Looking. batman crest logo so it looks like it's going to be a court of owls influence game if that's the case i'm so excited for this game i am too um we've been i mean when did arkham knight come out that came out 2015 2015 so we've been waiting about five years for yes and i'm excited to see where they're going to take it graphically because they kill it every single time oh arkham knight looks amazing still yeah i mean again okay so sean runs things on pc I'm still kind of in the Stone Age. I use Xbox. See, but I still played on my console too, and it still so looks it, great there. Yeah, it it's I think locked at 30 frames, but it's I mean, it's whatever at that yeah. point. But it's still like the the rain effect and the textures. It still looks great. The it's particle kind of a effects that it runs. Yeah, well, it when it came out originally, Arkham Knight on PC, it didn't run at all. It was like a garbage port that they mm-hmm. had some other company do, and it didn't run for it didn't run for shit essentially. But I they. Know since patched it and what because it's been years and years but i would appreciate if um if we had like a lesser known villain kind of move to the forefront in this yeah game hey put, put a make calendar man the main villain <laughs> or uh egghead oh my are you familiar God. with egghead that oh, that's such a niche reference i know i know what egghead is but it again <laughs> i only been... know him from the adam west show now it's um, time for our next segment uh called hard pass where we talk about dumb spring we're just gonna essentially we're gonna pick a couple things each week to shit on just because we can we can and we have uh we have the means we we have we have the technology uh do you do you want to take do you want to take one and i'll take one uh i'm gonna gonna go and take the dc universe app okay because i gotta be honest i haven't been paying attention to the spring breakers that much i know they're dumb dude they're real dumb uh I want to specifically point out the interview that I can't remember which news quote unquote organization did with these spring breakers, but they were like, I don't care if I catch the coronavirus, it's if not going to stop me from partying, partying, like I'm not going to die. Like, Hey man, that's not the point. The point is, even if you do catch it, you will probably be okay, but you're going to spread it to other people. Yeah. It's just like a part of being considered, especially in something that like, is obviously scaring a lot of people yes and i know people are tired i'm tired of the jokes but the whole toilet paper thing i oh don't my get goodness. it it's that and then i know my mom she was like we can't get any meat at the store because it's all gone it'll be like, there oh, yeah it'll be there if people just kind of chill buy what they need and just kind of hang out inside for a couple weeks it will help yeah just everybody relax that i'm not gonna go too hard on these kids because cases have spiked yeah. since but that's also because we've got more test kits now, so that we have more numbers to accurately represent how many people actually have it. But I also heard, um, I think 
it's supposed to, I think 56% of California residents are going to have the coronavirus. Yeah, like it's, it's estimated. Yeah, that's what they're estimating. I think that's, first of all, we're not medical experts, yeah. we should say. Listen is, to listen to medical experts and the World Health Organization and the CDC and I guess the president sometimes. Yeah. That Dr. <laughs> Fauci guy, listen to that guy. This is, we're getting too political here. We're not going to get political, yeah. but listen to those people who and, are in charge and know what they're talking about. We're just trying to relay some information right. that and we have heard from credible sources. It's also no guarantee that it's 56%. Again, that's something that I heard. I, I read that it was an estimate that by some time frame, 56% of California yeah. residents will have it. And California is in like full lockdown mode, I think. I know San Francisco, wow, yeah. that's a hard word. <laughs> yeah is uh is on complete lockdown i saw pictures online the other yeah. day and the streets are just completely cleared yeah uh but the dc universe app um we can both tackle this one because i have a lot to say about this but yeah. you you um stage is yours i've used it on the phone i've used it on the xbox and it works pretty well for the most part their interface on the phone it struggles i noticed um it's it's almost like they're using old versions of ios and they're trying to combat that with current versions of iOS if you're using a, an iPhone. Um, but yeah, it's been kind of rough. Um, I'd say that I really wish they would put more media on there. I think we mentioned that earlier too. Oh, man, that's a whole thing they, right there. They just Because they don't... The, the problem is that like I can watch maybe three or four things before I'm like, okay, can y'all put something new on here? Yeah. And they don't. So, like you said, my major problems with it are... It runs like the interface is not great on my phone, but it runs. When I click on something, it loads and it plays. Yeah, it runs okay on my laptop. It runs okay-ish on my computer most of the time, but I've tried to watch it on my Fire Stick in my living room. It does not load at all. I've uninstalled it. I force stopped it in the settings. I've signed out. I've signed back in. I've tried to just cast it from my phone to mm. the Fire Stick. It can't even load into the app. So it doesn't work on like some of the devices I try and watch it on. And then, like you mentioned again, the lack of content on there. And look, some of, the, some of the original shows on there are good. Titans, I think, is just halfway decent. somewhat watchable and halfway decent. If you close your ears and just watch it, yeah, it'll you be fine. Just... If you just look at it as a visual medium and not uh, and, the writing if, and don't issues. listen to the writing and you can handle everything being in a blue tint for some reason, <laughs> it's okay. It, it's because it's Titans, but it's really the Nightwing show. That's why everything's It's blue. essentially the Nightwing show, <laughs> which is a shame because a show about Nightwing should be a lot better because yeah. he's an interesting character. It, it's really unfortunate because uh, we're going to roast the show for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't like the writing at all. It's bad. It's CW um, levels of bad. Yeah. It, I, I would argue that it's almost worse yeah. sometimes. In some, in some it's with some characters, yeah. especially Raven on that show, oh, yeah. is so cringy. I, I don't really care for um, Raven. Did you say, you said Ravens, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, never mind. I think you said Starfire. I'm blanking out here today. Starfire, I don't mind as much. I don't like her effects, but... Her, her effects are pretty, and they don't... I feel like she should be a more prevalent character and move yeah. her to the forefront, just because her relationship with dick grayson yeah is that would be a cool major plot point they could follow but i think they're not ready to commit to that yet yeah but then you know the lack of like that harley quinn show mm -hmm. is pretty good 
I love that. It's, if there's a show I have to get really great marks to, it's that one. It's it surprised me that I liked it. It it pulls from really good like corny stuff from you know the 1960s and stuff yeah. like that, and then modern media, modern Batman media. Yeah, and it's this really cool like comedic. I hate to say it, but edgy. It is kind yeah, of edgy. It's edgy. They're dropping the C bomb. Yeah. They're <laughs> they're yeah. It gets somewhat political sometimes. It's gory. Uh, and again, we're not gonna spoil it, but the ending for that yeah did you watch it all the way through yeah i did okay the ending for that was such a good i was like man what are they gonna do now <laughs> yeah um they and they really made uh harley quinn a big like it's her show obviously yeah they've made her such a really cool character and really relatable i that is my apart from maybe batman the Animated series that's my favorite version of harley quinn yeah even though she's not in a bunch of stuff but but yeah that show was great but then you look at their movie selection and there's, I think, a total of 25 movies. Next to nothing. And half of them aren't even the live-action movies. I think they have, like, the two or three of the Christopher Reeve Supermans. Yeah. Um, and that's about it in terms of live-action movies. They don't have Justice League or Batman v Superman or Man of Steel or any of that on there. All that stuff is on, like, HBO because I, that's also owned by Warner Brothers. I feel like when they first launched this app, they went with the intention that they were going to start releasing a lot of original content. And then... Something happened with funding, it feels like. Well, do you remember what happened to the Swamp Thing TV show? It just completely shut down. So... And the, great, the first season I heard was great. I didn't watch it. I've yet to great. watch it as well. So they were... I think 13 episodes were scheduled for Swamp Thing. And they were filming out of, I want to say, Georgia. Because mm -hmm. Atlanta, Georgia handles a lot of production stuff. I think they give out tax cuts for a lot of that stuff, like Australia used to do, mm -hmm. uh, for filming there. And I think something fell through with the tax law there that meant DC would have to pay more, or whoever the production uh, is coming from would have to pay more to film there. So they're like, well, we don't really have that in the budget, so we're going to cut it down to 10 episodes. Yeah. While the season was still being released and filmed. And then they just straight up canceled the second season before the first season even finished releasing. I saw some of the, because uh, I guess they did like a mix of VFX and this. Uh, it looks incredible. It looks great. That suit yeah. looks amazing. It was. It's, it's all mossy and wet. And... It's also a character no one really thinks of when you yeah. think of like DC. Yeah. And they pulled a lot into that show to make yeah. it. Blue Devils in there, and yeah. I think I can't remember what the other character's name is, but I. I I might get to it in this period of staying in. Yeah. Uh, which, but yeah, get the free week trial. And if you find something you want to continue watching for a month, pay for a month. But after that, I would say drop that app because that app just doesn't, it's not worth seven or eight bucks a month, whatever it is. And that, that show kind of segues us into our uh, next segment for recommendations. Yeah. So we figured, you know, people are stuck inside essentially for, the next i would say two months probably mm -hmm. hopefully it doesn't last longer than that or even that long but i don't know i'm yeah. stupid what do i know <laughs> uh so we figured we just give people a list of things they might enjoy watching or playing mm -hmm. or you know to, to kind of pass the time you want to do you have some things you want to recommend um a lot of people may not agree with me on this one uh show on netflix i'm not okay with this okay is that um, the Beverly girl from It? Yes. Okay. Now I know. Okay. Continue. Uh, she she does a great job in this role. When you're thinking of like how stressed the high school kid is, and sometimes needlessly stressed, I think the show really captures that well. 
Um, of course, like any high school kid, the, the thing that they're worried about most is their social life and um, their influence. There's a couple of good plot twists in there that I really like. The ending, they really pull a rabbit out of the hat because the entire show, I'm like, this isn't kind of going anywhere. Like, it's interesting and I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what she can do. But then by the time you get to the end of it, you're like, what is going to happen next season? Okay. It's, um, it's entirely worth it. It's all worth it leading up to that last episode. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, but if there's a show, I really recommend Redcom's that one. Okay. How many episodes is it? It's like six. Are they like an hour piece or? I think they're like minutes. They're not very Oh, long. really? Yeah, okay. At most. It's a real Mandalorian situation right there. Yeah. They're, but I think that's a, a, another big attraction is the fact that it didn't take me long to watch it at all. I didn't watch it in like an afternoon. So it's one of Netflix's good originals. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's I will say some of the very... dialogue is spotty, but I think that kind of goes without saying. That's, it, that's Netflix for Is you. it all younger actors, essentially? Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's also the that's kid who played Stanley. In, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's in it. Oh, he's also a young Star-Lord as well. Yeah. Okay. So, I got you. Oh, yeah, and he's, he's actually that. the best part of that show. Really? Uh, it's just because they, they present him in such a goofy manner okay uh he's kind of like the neighborhood stoner he's like the opposite kid. of his character in it yeah okay it, almost exactly because like, he's good in those movies but he's not in them he's kind of the least used character yeah. in the it movies and then they killed him yes oh, spoiler alert spoiler if you haven't, alert. Seen, if you haven't seen it it's been out for like a year movie but... made <laughs> so much money but yeah okay um uh what have you been i've been i haven't been watching a lot of stuff we've been watching i watched my parents and I have been renting movies almost every night. Mm-hmm. We watched uh, Bombshell, which How's is that? it was great. Uh, if you've ever seen, I don't think it's the same director. I don't know who directed it, but you ever seen? Who is it? Do you know? I thought it. I, I want to say Patty Jenkins, but no, I don't think it was that. No. I'll, I'll look it up. But yeah, if you've yeah. ever seen uh, the Big Short, oh, uh, it's very much like that, where it's telling this true story, but there's kind of interjections of comedy and them talking to the camera they're not mm-hmm. talking they don't like stop and look to the camera but there's voiceover talking to the audience explaining mm-hmm. why and it's 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 about the sexual allegation scandals at fox news involving mm-hmm. uh roger ailes and megan kelly and Richard carlson and everyone that works not everyone that works for but fox news is uh history with that type of thing and it's it's great uh margot robbie's and a lot of the characters are real people i don't think margot robbie's character is a real person but uh what's her name charlize theron play theron theron uh theron i say theron, theron furiosa but... plays uh <laughs> plays megan kelly and the prosthetics they give her looks she looks exactly like her the voice is dead on she does great um nicole kidman i believe is uh gretchen carlson mm-hmm uh john lithgow is roger ailes with some incredible prosthetic work <laughs> i mean it, it, he's almost unrecognizable and then i can't remember they've got bill o'reilly in there and all these other people played mm-hmm. by great actors and what's the uh, what's the editing like because i've seen some of the trailers and it almost looks like it's pretty fast paced in a weird way it is shot very well there's a lot of really good close-ups in it that mm-hmm. are interesting angles i think but at the same time you're never confused oh P- what's his name peter from deadpool 2 is in there rob cordry or whatever oh my goodness yeah he's in there uh so there's there's elements of like comedic levity yeah but it's very serious and like not of 
I'd, I'm not saying it's not a fun watch because it, it was, it was, but the subject matter is kind of, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, but I watched that and it was great. We watched, uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I have, see, I didn't grow up on that, but I'd like to know. I didn't, I watched it a little bit as a kid, Mr. Rogers, but mm-hmm. I didn't watch a ton of it, but I love Tom Hanks. Yeah. Uh, just cause he looks like my dad uh a little bit (laughs) he does doesn't he (laughs) he does a lot (laughs) but uh it was good it was more focused on like mr rogers is kind of like a side character Mm -hmm. who kind of pops in and out he's kind of got this omnipotence to know what's going on Mm -hmm. but it's more about that uh i've heard he feels like a magical character he he does whenever he's in a scene you're just like whoa but then he he leaves he's never on screen for more than like a few minutes at a time and then Mm -hmm. you don't see him for a stretch of time so the whole movie's not even really about it's not a biopic it's uh, no it's more of a biopic about the reporter who is covering him okay writing this article because the article is a it was a real article that was written i think in the 90s from esquire magazine and it's more about the reporter in his life and how mr rogers influenced his life Mm mm-hmm but it's also taking a look at the impact Mr. Rogers had on all these other people. I know, um, wasn't he originally supposed to be reporting, like, there's no way Mr. Rogers can just be this good of a person. I and think he, time he, learns he, he was like, he, he almost gets annoyed with how nice Mr. Rogers is to him. <laughs> Cause he likes, he spends days with him and just is like, he's really this nice little guy. And he like talks to his wife and she's like, Oh, well he's, yeah, that's him. That's yeah. He's mm. not perfect, but that's him. He's Yeah. But it's it was interesting. The editing in that is really great because for establishing shots, they use models of Mister like built in the style of the Mister Rogers neighborhood like table set. Mm-hmm. So it's all these like fake kind of block cardboard buildings. That's really nice as establishing shots for when they're in a city, mm-hmm. when they're in a neighborhood. Or I was like, man, that's weird, but I love that. It's a good mix. Yes. It it, it may pull you out, but maybe in the best manner possible. Yes. Again, I haven't seen it. So it rem- just... it reminds you that there's a whimsical character mm-hmm. in the ship in the movie. It's kind of cool that they personified him into this whimsical character who is real. You know. Yeah. Um, I think that's an element that I've always heard people who grew up with Mister Rogers is that that's almost the embodiment of what he is. And if you don't know anything about Mister Rogers, there's a great. Uh, show called drunk history on comedy central but you could just look this up on youtube look up the drunk history mr rogers and it talks about how mr rogers like appealed to congress and saved pbs and all this stuff mm-hmm. and ironically tom hanks's son chet hanks not chet colin hanks there you go plays he has another son named chet that's like the real dickhead one with mm-hmm. all the tattoos and stuff that's this, the frat guy yeah the colin hanks is the one that's on like ncis and like is normal mm-hmm he plays mr rogers in that skit so i was like that's, that's so, so awesome. weird why they and this came out like years ago yeah so i was like man it's so weird they got the hankses to be mr rogers i would argue that tom hanks is kind of the mr rogers of this generation like I, yeah when i think of things like he played walt disney i would argue it goes mr rogers robin williams tom hanks yeah those and morgan freeman those are america's dads because i i and really we, and we thank you yeah <laughs> We salute you, America's Tats. I want to pull into one more movie because I Go know for it. we're gonna we're gonna really kind of rip this one apart. I say oh, rip no. it apart in a good way. Uh, Baby Driver. And uh, you've I been know, rewatching it. I, I've watched it at least thirty times. There's a gecko on the. 
I don't know if you can see him, but he's really wants to get into this room. I cannot see him. He's on the you see the right in the middle of the black line on that window to the right on the brick. Absolutely not. Oh, okay. Well, I'll just I'll keep I'll keep an eye on him. <laughs> we'll see how that guy comes doing. Yeah, what's that's in the next segment of the show. Um, but yeah, Baby Driver. So you and I have probably watched this a numerous amount of I've times. Probably seen the movie, and, and it's not the newest times. movie out. But if you haven't seen it, it's if you a movie that it, I always recommend. Definitely worth a watch for sure. Um, I'm gonna say that the use of color in this movie is ridiculous. The use of music, the soundtrack, that they've is done, Chef's Kiss. Yeah. The so I really kind of did deep dive on this movie, and I looked into how they personify each character and like their color slots. It's cool because you have Baby, who is black and white most of the time so like his life is very black and white there's a good side of his life and a bad side of his life um bats represents everything bad and chaotic red and then buddy is this very neutral kind of it's almost like a muted blue for most of it and and it's supposed to imply that like his blue and red are yeah not necessarily opposites but when you think about them they're contrasting colors yeah and so you get to see over time I'm not going to spoil too much, but yeah. he goes from blue to red, and it's nice to see yeah. how well that was executed throughout the movie and how carefully carefully conducted it was. My, well, not my favorite thing about that movie, but one of the things I enjoy about that movie is uh, Buddy and, what's his girlfriend's name in that movie? Uh, her name is Darling. Darling. Weird that I remember that. Yeah, I, but that actress, I was like, man, there's Batman and Catwoman right there. Yeah. <laughs> what, what wasted... Ah, uh, yeah. Potential. Just John Hamm. Whew. That would have been great. Oh, uh, watch Mad Men. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like so Mad I, Men. I haven't seen Mad Men at all, and I really love John Hamm and everything he's been it's in. It's great. It's great. It makes, it's a really, it's not a fun watch, because everyone in that show is a terrible person, but I love that show, and it's definitely worth a watch, uh, if you like John Hamm. If you watch Baby Driver and you go, man, that John Hamm guy's really got something. Yeah. Go watch Mad Men. They even reference that because they he plays a pretty I say mysterious, but there's a twist in the end of the first episode where you're like, okay, what the fuck is this guy up to? Yeah. What is his deal? But they reference. Is it on HBO? It's on Netflix. Oh wow. Okay. Well then I'm yeah. watching that tonight. Every season of it is on Netflix. Last time I checked, I finished it like a month or two ago, so mm. it should still be there. But it was an AMC uh series. Mm-hmm but uh they even reference like his colleagues are like well what does draper do he plays don draper yeah who is a real person and uh they're like well what does draper do when he goes home they're like fuck if we know he could be batman for all we know and i'm like (laughs) yeah you're right he could he could be batman so good (laughs) but no we gotta be over here wasting years with ben affleck withering away the poor guy but i think i think that should be an episode we discussed too ben affleck yes because i have i have a lot to unpack i have a thousand word document sitting in my google docs folder that i was going to record a video of i've just not got around to doing it but now that we have all this time i probably will Mm -hmm. but if we just do it in a podcast episode that would be way easier on me Mm -hmm. but i yeah we could definitely do that in an episode as well but if you that'd be nice i think that will wrap up yeah that concludes the show a podcast but if we've been recording for i have no idea i i dare not touch anything recording for an hour and 15 minutes almost that's actually pretty solid but if you uh have a recommendation for a topic or a question you can add us on twitter at rooftop mumble uh and give us a follow 
and give us uh you know share it with a friend if you think they'll be interested maybe leave us a nice review on spotify mm -hmm. or apple music or wherever you find your podcasts you may put a uh just like an audio file on youtube i think that, could that also work. we also might do that because yeah. uh, I know I listen to a lot of my podcasts on YouTube, so it's yeah. kind of... I usually use Spotify, but I know... Being that we're audio only. Yeah. There's so many ways to get podcasts. But if you enjoyed this, uh, or you think there's something we can improve upon, yeah, and you're nice about it, <laughs> or be gentle... Uh, we just get roasted. No, nah, we will. <laughs> we will. I don't like his voice. But, uh, yeah, just tell a friend or share it. That'd be cool yeah we'll probably do this again <laughs> yeah um we're making plans to probably do this ne again next week we'll probably try and do one a week yeah maybe then, more um, if kind of take it from there yeah but if you enjoyed it you know feel free to tell a friend that will conclude the oh, see you can see the gecko now there, there he goes there it is he, he knows we're on to him <laughs> okay but that'll that'll do it for this episode so uh, uh talk to you guys later goodbye <laughs>